0: A salamu or Allah, I can say, no, I'm be a Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, he led the Hadana, Lehada, kunna Lina Hedia, Lola, and Hadana law. Allah, Muslim, was salam, Allah, Sayyidina, Muhammadin Miftah, Hibab, Rahmatilla. I did a mafi elmi la soratin was salam and daimain be dewami monkila. While the anihi was sahibhihi woman wala Wa in the whole law who ledi la ilah illallah. Wahda hula shari kara ilahan wa hidden worab ben shah hidden wornahdul ho muslimun. Washado wa Habibana wa kurata yulina mohammedan abdu or أَرْسَلَهُ اللَّهُ بِالْهُدَىٰ وَالْدِينِ الْحَقِّ الدِّينِ كُلِّهِ وَلَوْ الْمُشْرِكُونَ أَمَّا بَعْدْ اللَّهُ إِنِّي مُسِيكُمْ إِيَّايَ From the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has made us people of Iman, of faith, of belief. And this is The greatest of all of the divine gifts. Something that, yes, you can strive if someone is not yet a believer to use your rational faculty so that you pick a gifted belief. However, ultimately, Iman is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives this greatest gift to those whom He loves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala singles out this gift. For those that he wants to show his bounty upon, bestow his bounty upon in this world and the next. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives this world, worldly possessions, things of this world to those whom he loves and those whom he does not love. But he only gives the great blessing of faith to those whom he loves, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is no greater gift that we need to show gratitude for than the greatest gift of all, which is the gift of Iman. And after someone has been gifted Iman, it is a duty upon his or her shoulders to preserve that great blessing, to do things that lead to the preservation, but not just the preservation of the blessing. We also want that Iman to strengthen. And every righteous act that we do Everything that we do for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of action strengthens our iman. Why? Because the light of faith strengthens when you do righteous deeds. And the stronger the light in the heart is that the more that it will cast away anything that will try to challenge it. So you can think of it as a beautiful metaphor. Depending upon the intensity of the light will depend upon what can actually be lit up by virtue of that light. And likewise, when the faith in your heart becomes so strong that that light radiates, there is nothing ultimately that can then take that faith away from you when you have strong iman. So strengthening our iman leads to a state. And this state has various degrees based upon the strength of that very iman which is a different word but they're closely related and it is called yaqeen, certainty or you could say certitude and the levels of certitude as the scholars have said are three the basic level is what is called ilm al-yaqeen and all three of these are Quranic terms and ilm al-yaqeen is where you become convinced of the realities of faith and you believe in them but you haven't reached a degree where you are witnessing what it is that you believe. You haven't had the veil removed so that you have a higher degree of that certainty. This is the second level, which is called ayn al the eye of certainty, which is where now is that you start to see things with the eye of your heart. What you previously believed in, now you have a limited degree of witnessing. And then you have the highest degree, which is called haqq al-yaqeen, the truth of certainty. And this is where now not only is there an unveiling and an expansion of the heart, but there is a degree of experiencing that is even beyond the degree that came before it. And in each one of these three categories, there's various levels. So someone that believes in general, but then buttresses their faith with rational proofs, buttresses their faith with many different ways whereby which that someone through a process of reflection maintains that degree of certainty, is oftentimes not like the person who just believes in general. But still, all of that is what is called ilm al the knowledge of certainty. But certainty, as we've mentioned previously, is the most honorable thing that has descended onto earth and this is the greatest thing that we can strive towards and our prophet told us sallallahu alaihi wasallam al yaqeen al imanu kullu certainty is all of faith so this is something that you and i should think very deeply about how do we spend our days how can we arrange our time so that we're constantly Increasing uncertainty. And from the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, these scholars have given us a number of things that we can focus on that will help strengthen our certainty. And the first is reciting the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and understanding the divine address. This is the foundation. And Whether you learn Arabic or not, this still transpires when you listen to the book of Allah. And our teachers have said that if you approach the book of Allah with ta'zeem, and you exalt it in your heart, and you respect it, and you magnify it in general, but especially when it's being recited, and you listen attentively, even if you don't understand all of the meanings, is that the power of the Qur'an is so great that it will impact your heart deeply even without understanding, you might actually be gifted understandings that people that are adept in the Arabic language are not gifted by virtue of that of heart of ta'leem, exalting the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the early people, there was wonders of how they used to respect the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ikrimah, that he's known to have grabbed the book of Allah and held it up high. And he says, هَذَا kitabullah. Heard the Kitab Allah and he would repeat this until there were times he would actually faint. Because he realized the gravity of what it meant to be reciting the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the great Imam Jafar as-Sadiq. He used to say, li fil Quran, la Allah has manifested himself to his creation in his book, but they don't realize. And so understanding the book of Allah Ta'ala and it being the word of Allah Ta'ala, this is where it begins. And listening very carefully, very attentively, and striving to also do what we can to learn the Arabic language, to learn as much as we can so that we can understand more. is also a good thing, but listening very carefully to the various verses in the Qur'an, listening to the stories that indicate the existence of Allah Ta'ala that indicate His greatness, that indicate all of His beautiful traits, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and listening to the stories of the Prophets and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assisted them, all of this is the foundational way to strengthen our certitude. And this is why we must spend time with the Book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We must spend time learning to recite it. We must spend time actually reading it and we must spend time studying it. And we can't just say it's enough to just study it. No, you have to spend time reciting it. And it's not enough to just spend time reciting it, that you also have to study it. And then you also have to learn how to recite it. But if you make this a priority, you will find wonders in the ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you this deeply intimate feeling recitation of His book. And you'll come to love it. And if you think about it, a lot of these different series that people watch. Think about how much time people spend on Netflix. Think about how much time people spend on YouTube. If there's a particular series that you like, whatever it is, I don't have to even mention the one that so many people were watching and maybe still are. Whatever it is that someone is watching, think about the hours and the hours that you spend watching. But. Do we spend even a fraction of that time on the book of Allah? How much time do we spend on our phones, on our computers, on our iPads, our devices? How much time do we spend researching other things, watching videos on Instagram, all of these other types of things? How much time do we spend on the book of Allah Ta'ala? And from the blessing of Allah, if you put a little bit of effort in, the fruits are great. But the more effort you put in, the more that you get from it. Allah says in the Quran in Surah Al-Ankabut, indicating that this is the foundational and really what suffices to strengthen our Iman. Is it not enough for them that we have sent down to you the book which is recited to them? Is it not enough? Is it not enough for them? Surely the Quran is sufficient. Surely in this Qur'an is a mercy and a reminder for those who believe. And from the blessing of Allah Ta'ala, this is a miracle of the Prophet Wasallam that still remains to, the, to this day. And as Imam al Sayyidah, we recite this every week on Sunday, kullu The Qur'an remains among us and it is greater than all other miracles. Then all of the miracles of all of the other prophets, because their miracles happened and then they ended, but the miracle of the Quran remains and it continues and will remain so until the day of judgment. So, connecting to the Quran, reflecting really deeply on its meanings, listening attentively, allowing it to that hit your heart and to absorb those blessed meanings. This is the foundation and the first thing that we can do and you could add to that as well the various statements of our Prophet wasallam. and when you listen to the prophetic advice and you put it into practice and you then seek the fruits of that you start to see that this works this works you do this you get this result the Prophet said this you do it you see the impact And the more that you do that, the more that you start to believe in the reality of the truth of the words of the Prophet ﷺ in this deen that he came with. The second sabab, or the second source of strengthening of certainty is at-tafakkur fi khalqillah. And it is to reflect deeply upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. To reflect upon the heavens in the earth and everything that is in them from all of the wondrous things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created and Allah ta'ala says in surah al fusilat sunurihim ayatina fil afaqi wa fi anfusihim we shall surely show them our signs in the afaq in the horizons, in the universe and in their own selves what? حتى يتبين لهم أنه الحق until that it becomes clear to them that this is the truth. That what? That this Quran is true. The teachings of our Prophet and what he brought is true. And then Allah Ta'ala says, Is it not enough that your Lord is a witness over all things? So the afaq here, which is the different things that Allah Ta'ala has created in the universe and the sun, and the moon, and the stars, and the galaxies, and the universe, all of these amazing things. And then at level earth, at the level of earth, and how we see the alternation of night and day, and light and shade, and so forth and so on. All of the different things that we have in the environment, the trees, and all of these other wondrous things. The insects and all of the different kingdoms. Each one of these, when we start to spend time reflecting deeply, fixating our thought on something in particular and trying to focus on reflection on that particular thing in thinking about the different meanings associated with it. Everything in reality indicates the oneness of Allah. Why? Because you see preponderance. Why was it that That tree looks like it did when it could have been so many different ways. Why is it that the sky looks like it does when it could have been so many different ways? There was a decision made for it to be like that. And that preponderance indicates that there was irada in will for it to be that way. And this of course only comes from our Creator subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these are things that we all know. And you don't have to be a scientist to be a person of tafakkur, to reflect No, you could be a very simple person and you could adequately reflect in a way that gives you strong certainty where you start to see all of um, these amazing things in creation. Everything has a function. Everything has a purpose. And when you start to reflect deeply on all of these things around you that have a purpose, is it possible then that somehow human beings don't have a purpose? When everything in us has a purpose, everything outside of us has a purpose, and then everything, just all of a sudden our life has no purpose. That makes no sense whatsoever. It makes no sense whatsoever. But spending that time here really is the key. The more we spend in time of tafakkur and reflection, the stronger our iman will become. And for some of the imams before us, this was a weird. This was a regular litany that they would have. They'd have a specific time of day, just as they had time to recite the Qur'an, just as they had time to say the invocations in the morning, and the evening. they'd have time to reflect. And you could think of reflection, it's akin to a muscle. If you don't ever work out, you're not going to be that strong unless you're left to your natural strength. But the more that you work out, your muscle starts to grow. Your memory is the same way. The more that you use it, the stronger it becomes. The quwwat al-fakira, your ability, the power that you have to reflect and the ability that you have to reflect, the more that you use it, the more insights that you will have, the more that it will strengthen your iman. In in some of our retreats, we've been able to have brief reflection sessions. And you'd be surprised, people that had actually never spent time doing that before, you would have thought that they were awliya because of the reflections that they had, the insights that they had, as something as very simple as reflecting on something like breathing and everything that all of the meanings of breathing and how that when you come to a particular meaning of something that happens in creation, one of the amazing things of reflection, and this is one of the great purposes of it, is that Imam Ghazali says it corresponds to something from the inner realm. And so you learn a principle, something uh, the way that something works outward, you reflect deeply upon it. It will correspond to a spiritual principle, something in the inner realm that will then be of benefit. And this is something that you see from the people of Allah. When they see other things happening around them, they don't get caught up in the signpost. They want to know what that signpost is indicating. And you'll find this regularly where something will happen, and they'll be reminded of a spiritual meaning, and then they'll talk about it. When you spend time with the people of Allah, this happens regularly. Something will happen. It will remind them of the spiritual meaning that they need to be aware of in that particular moment. So what happens then is our our certainty strengthens as a result of spending this time and reflection, and similar to the verse that preceded, Allah also says, "Wafil الْأَرْضِ lilmuqinin." <لِلْمُقِنِين> Indeed, in the earth are signs for the people of certainty. <تبصيرون> and in your own selves do you not see. And we're in a state of غَفْلَ and heedlessness. And all you have to do is to go through, and may Allah protect us all, and may none of us have health complications to go through a small health complication where then all of a sudden you realize like, SubhanAllah, I've been breathing my whole life and I've never really been thinking about it. My heart's been beating my whole life and I've never actually really been aware of it until the heart rate actually rises. My health has been good for so long until you're reminded of your feebleness and how weak we really are. And then you have a small, tiny window into the amazing nature of the body and you start to be aware of, my God, I'm breathing, my heart is beating. All of this is happening without us intending it to be the case. It is utterly amazing. And then the way that the body heals itself, the way that the body works together and all of the different things that are happening. How can you even at a very basic level start to study what is happening in the body And not be a believer. This is impossible. As we mentioned yesterday, only someone who denied truth, only someone who denied truth wouldn't believe that this is from a creator who brought it into existence for a purpose. But there are some people that are veiled. And there are people that create the veils in and of themselves because deep down within, if they really don't want to submit or they really don't want to believe, because that is covering their heart at a very subtle level in a way, and oftentimes they're influenced by their hawa, by their desire, it will then skew the way it is that they see. As someone that has a certain type of glasses on, that's going to affect the tint, if they're a different color of everything that is that they see. Such is the case of people who have chosen to disbelieve in their heart. The third cause or source of strengthening of certainty is acting upon our knowledge. Everything starts with faith, but then the more that you put your knowledge into practice, you strive to do whatever it is that you can, you will experience hidayah and guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the reality of Hidayah, the greater the degree of guidance, the greater degree of closeness. Sometimes we think of just guidance in a very general way. But really what is guidance? Guidance is your path to Allah. And why do we say it in the Fatiha? Every Fatiha we say, Because it's that important. Guide us to the straight path. Because it's not just about the straight path, it is, but the whole purpose of the straight path is so that we can cross the sirat the traverse in the next world quickly, so that we can be enter into paradise. But the more that we adhere to the straight path, the reality of which is the Sunnah of our Prophet, the closer we will be to Allah. Hidayah has a beginning, but it has no end. There's no degree to which That we can be close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be rightly guided. And this is why that Allah says in a verse that we've probably already heard. But it's important to remind ourselves. Those who strive for our sake. Indeed we will guide them to our ways. And this is emphasized in the Arabic language. The lamb that comes before there is a form of emphasis, the lamb. The nun is a form of emphasis. Not only will we guide them, we will surely guide them. Indeed we will guide them. Verily we will guide them. However it is that you choose to emphasize it, it's emphasized in more way than one. What do we have to do ladina La We have to put in the effort to learn. To put our knowledge into practice and to struggle. Life is a struggle. It is not easy. Is nothing is easy. But if you want, true religion requires that we struggle because we are left with ourselves. And we have to work on ourselves. We have to do our best to do things. But then, it's like anything else in life. It's hard to get motivated at first. But then when you start to receive the fruit then you get addicted to that struggle because you realize how important it is. All of the great people that you know, many of whom that you have met, and the great teachers of those teachers and the teachers of those teachers, all of them did what was called mujahada. Every single one of them. There is no path to Allah without mujahada. There's no path to Allah without struggle, spiritual struggle, Working hard for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doing whatever it is that you can, struggling with the thoughts of the nafs, your ego, struggling with the thoughts of shaitan, of the devil, struggling with your relationships with other people, struggling to put your knowledge into practice, struggling to be sincere, struggling to rid yourself of vice and to adorn yourself with virtue, struggling in all of these different ways to be patient, and to control your temper, and to control your appetitive faculty, and your irascible faculty, and so forth, and so on. All of these struggles are very real. But if you do it, لَنَهَدِيَنَّهُمْ subulana. And start with something small, and you'll see the fruit. And then add to that over a prolonged period of time. What does this mean? subulana? تُرُكَ السَّيْرِ إِلَيْنَا the various pathways of spiritual wavefaring towards us, حضرتنا, that end up in the end where you are in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the goal. The struggle is not for the sake of the struggle, we're doing it because Allah has commanded us to do it. But it's not the struggle that causes us to arrive the closest to Allah. It's the bounty of Allah Ta'ala that causes us to arrive to His presence subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we start to experience this beauty, then everything that it is that we do, it further reinforces what it is that we've already been doing, and it becomes easier. And this is why that in relation to our deen, we build on everything. And even if someone if they reached the pinnacle of Ihsan, where they are witnessing spiritual realities, they will always, of course, still perform the basics, but they will do so much better. This is indicated in the words of our Prophet ﷺ in this process. مَنْ عَمِلَ بِمَا اللَّهُ اللَّهُ مَا لَمْ يَعْلَمُ Whoever puts into practice what they know, Allah will bequeath that individual knowledge of that which they do not know. They will start to then get Ilm Al Knowledge that comes from the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the only knowledge that is sought for in and of itself. All knowledge that we seek is a means. All righteous acts that we do is a means. The knowledge that is really sought for in and of itself is the knowledge that relates to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then there's one other that cause or source that we can add. And this is called, this is what you could say is مُجَارِسَةْ at yaqeen So yes, that we have to spend time with the Book of Allah and the words of our Prophet Yes, that we have to spend time reflecting upon creation. Yes, that we have to spend time putting our knowledge into practice. But the fourth thing is spending time with the ahl the people of certainty. And one of the greatest fruits of spending time with the people of certainty is that even if we haven't reached that second degree of al yaqeen it's the closest way to be there without actually having reached there. And it's almost as if you're there, but you're not. It's there by virtue of them, but you're so close to them and believe so much in them that it's as if you're there even if you're really not. Because you know that if something happens time and time and time and time again, and the karamat of the awliya, which are many, 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 and in the place in that... in many places on earth, still to this day. I don't want to reach the point to say where these things are normal, because they don't necessarily happen every single day, but they're very common. Where multiple stories, different dreams that people have, spiritual experiences that different people have, things that you know there's no scientific explanation for why that could happen, how that could happen. These are people of Allah, that Allah Ta'ala has caused that breaking of the norm to happen on their hands because of their piety and their uprightness. And these are things that it would be one thing if it was just one and that a million. But these things that are happening regularly in multiple places. And when you spend time with the people of certainty, you also see that the way they deal with the asbab, the means, is very different. And then as a result of their certainty, the things that work out for them is also very different. But I want to just quote here Imam Ghazali. And he says, وَمِنْهَا أَنْ يُكُونَ شَدِيدِ you should be especially concerned with strengthening your certainty. Because certainty is your capital of the religion. Your ratsumal, your capital. If you're a businessman, what is it? You buy all of your products and then sell. And then he quotes the hadith that we always already quoted. al kullu. He says we have to learn the Knowledge of certainty. I mean by that the first parts of it. Until it opens up for the heart, the path to it. This is why the Prophet said, Learn certainty. Imam Ghazali is going to explain. What does that mean? Learn certainty. Learn certainty sit with the people of certainty learn hear from them the knowledge that will give you knowledge of certainty and that adhere to following them so that your certainty then becomes as the, the you are gifted certainty as they had certainty and Then in closing, we'll remain from reading the Arabic, we'll just read the English for its blessing. Imam al-Ghazali says in Faisal al Tafriqa, whoever supposes that faith is realized through speculative theology, abstract proofs or academic divisions is an innovator. On the contrary, faith is a light that Allah, the sublime and exalted, casts into the hearts of His servants with bounty and grace from His presence Sometimes faith is evidenced internally and is impossible to express. Sometimes through a vision while asleep. Other times by witnessing the state of a pious man and receiving the emanation of his light as a result of his companionship and presence. And then there are times when faith comes by the concurrence of circumstance. Indeed, a Bedouin came to the Prophet sallam denying and disavowing him. But when his eyes fell upon his radiant countenance, may God increase its dignity and nobility. He saw in it the light of prophethood and exclaimed, By Allah, this is not the face of a liar. He then implored the Prophet ﷺ to explain a psalm to him and immediately embraced it. Nothing is more important for us than to experience these realities. May Allah Ta'ala bless us all with strong iman and strong yaqeen and bless us to move up in its degrees until the day that we meet Him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Hirobil Adamine, or Solo Law, who Ada Seed and Mohammedan. Asher of an MBI were Mursenin, while Adi had Taibin, a Tahidin, or Sahabati, and Mohadin, or Tabi, and Hobbesani Yomidin, while in a Mahom of him, Barahmatika, or Hamorahimin, in Allah, Ya ibadullah and you must seek home one of CEA, ya be talk all law in the law, Malaika, the Husaluna, the bee. يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما صلَّي على سيد ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد وبارك سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد ورضي الله تعالى سادة الخلفاء الراشدين ابي بكر وعثمان وعلي and ابنiram wa al ahli bayti rasulillahi al mutahharin min al arjas wa alayna ma'um fih bi rahmatika arhamar rahimin allahumma afi al muslimin wa al muslimat al ahya minhum wa al amwat ya awwal al awwalin ya akhir al akhirin wa ya matin wa rahim al masakin wa ya arhamar rahimin anjezna rahmatan min indina nas'alha fi al dunya wa al ya alim al la tahdig sitr عافنا وعفانا وكلنا حيث كنا يا الراحمين يا الراحمين يا ارحم الراحيم المسلمين الله نصركم الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل واحساني وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر تذكرون